0: Hi, and welcome to today's City Mission Hope for the Homeless podcast. I'm Dean Gartland, President and CEO for City Mission in Washington, PA. And today we'll be discussing the myth that the homeless just need to get a job. You know, over all the years that I've been uh, working in this field, uh, I've had so many people say different things to me about the homeless and uh, generally about why... I'm even doing this work. But uh, but one of the things they've uh, have come across uh, to me many times is that, hey, Dean, you know what? If the homeless would just get a job, you know, all their woes would be, you know, taken care of. They would, you know, get a job, be responsible, get an apartment, do the things that normal people would do, and everything would be fine. And unfortunately, uh, that is absolutely not the case. And so this myth that uh, the homeless just need a job, and that life would be all uh, rosy, uh, just isn't true. And so, I brought with me today one of our house coordinators, uh, Lisa Rattello. Uh, she works at the City Mission, and she's one of our newest employees, uh, but she's got uh, years of experience in this field and uh, has been working here at the mission uh, for several months now. And so, Lisa, I just want to ask you: is, is that myth? That whole myth about getting a job. I mean, that's I know that it's not true, but tell me about your experience working at the mission with the clients that you work with. Uh, How do you see it?
1: Well, thanks, Dean, for having me. You know, the first thing that comes to mind for me when I hear that statement is, um, you know, a sense of simplicity and a sense of sort of a, a unilateral approach to the way someone lives their entire life. It's not a one dimensional aspect of life. For folks that are homeless, this is, in many cases, become um, the end of the road. This has become the last stop um, along, um, you know, many, many stops at disappointment and and letdown and um, you know loss of jobs and loss of family, um, things of that nature. So when people say, "Why don't they just get a job?" I think, um, you know, that's the end game. Mm-hmm. Um, the end game for these guys is let's get a job. Uh, that's the last thing that comes. Um, in this process, and at the city mission, what we're doing, um, you know, uh, there's many levels to creating a the desire to actually develop responsibility, enough responsibility to hold a job and keep a job long term, um, and the I think the history of most of the folks that I'm working with currently and have been working with. Um, Speak to, um, you know, chronicity. They've been homeless multiple times over multiple years. This is not um, an incident that occurs in a vacuum. This is the end of the road. So there has been mental illness and there has been, um, you know, lack of nurturing or, um, you know, lack of support in the home mm. environment. There's been trauma. There's been, and for many of these guys, I believe 89% of the people that we work with are um, in addiction or impacted by Addiction to drugs and alcohol, so whether it's them or it's family members, it's parents, um, and even grandparents, the intergenerational. um, And that speaks also to, you know, there's an intergenerational chronicity to this, too. And that is, you know, if I've grown up homeless, it's perfectly acceptable for me to remain in that place Mm -hmm. and for me to continue living that way. um, There's not a lot of pressure for me to sort of move out of that window um, until, of course, I end up um, (coughs) – in you know the city mission where i have the opportunity to look at what's really available to me um Mm. there's an availability of resources that is not found on the street it's not found on the corner it's not found um in in any other place um Mm. so i think there's there's a whole lot more to it clearly than just get a job if it was i wish it was that simple it would be fantastic if oh, that was the case.
0: Absolutely. And I know they uh and I, I know when people have said that to me, uh, that if they would just get a job, how different things would be. And I always said, you know what, I really wish that was the issue. Mm-hmm. I really wish it was uh that that simple to, you know, find an employment and then all these other woes go away. I recall one of the gentlemen in the uh our program, he had come in, he was, you know, um, alcoholic and Uh, struggling for many years in and out of various rehabs and programs and uh so he said dean you know i'm really committed uh to staying here at the mission for a year because i really want this program i really want to change and i said i was really glad to hear that Mm -hmm. that was uh really uh, a great goal to have to Mm -hmm. stay i I encouraged him to take uh, advantage of all the resources available to him Mm -hmm. and uh and so uh and I, and I remind him. I said just remember that your best thinking put you here. Mm-hmm. So it's time to take some suggestions. It's t- it's time to start listening uh to those who have gone before you who, who mm-hmm. found out what what it means and how to be successful. And so it seemed like it was going to be a uh this uh, individual had, you know, a great uh, opportunity in front of him. Well, a few <coughs> weeks went by and I saw him asked him how things were going. And he said, "Well, I'm I got this job opportunity, and I thought maybe I, I, I'm going to have to take it because it's uh, it's such a good paying job. I don't want to I don't want to lose it. I, I I just can't do it. And I said, but listen, just a few weeks ago, you said you were going to stay the year mm-hmm. and and really work on the issues that uh that and that brought you here. I said, and now you're making this decision. He says, yeah, I just can't pass it up. And I tried to stop him. I didn't want him to do that. I encouraged him to stay. Uh, But he made the choice and and went out and took the job. Six months later, uh, he was back at the mission uh, seeking help because he didn't address those underlying issues that brought him to the mission in the first place. And so, you know, that which is, again, something that I think uh, many uh, people uh, don't think about, you know, that. You know, their best thinking out on the street about how they're surviving and going from day to day, and how they're going from hour to hour on sometimes uh, just just trying to survive. That that best thinking ended up putting them here at the mission, and now they they think that their best that, they're, that that somehow that's going to get them out of the mission, mm-hmm. and so uh, really t- taking some advice and listening to others. So talk just a few more minutes about that. I mean, what what you see in the the residents and the clients who come in, um, you know, who think that they know what they need to do. Right,
1: right. Oh, and and that is across the board um, one of the most difficult parts of um, you know redirecting folks is that there's this ingrained belief system that I do know what's best for me and uh, that I can fix this head with this head kind of idea um, and I think too there's a societal influence on success right and getting ahead and so when that good job does show up out of nowhere that the pull to then run from this what seems like um, you know a temporary, place to you know rest and and eat to like look I got the job I'm going to be okay there it is um and you know what I see with the guys that I work with um the ones that are you know really s- invested in sitting still for a minute many people that come into the in, into the shelter have been um into the mission have been um, constantly striving for that solution that one thing that's going to fix my life that one thing and typically it's a job and so the guys that are willing to sit still um they're willing to look at the possibility that they might have addiction issues for those that don't believe they do upon entrance quickly discover that a lot of times they do um and that's whether it's gambling or it's drugs and alcohol um numerous other things but if they sit still long enough to take a look at that they 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 learn a couple of different things and one is that Um, wherever they go, there they are, mm. right? So um, you know that running away and that um, you know I have a guy right now who is just um, just running, running, running all the time, and just going from place to place to place, and um, you know can't understand why he feels disconnected, mm. yeah. <laughs> and um, it, and it's because there's not enough time to connect, and so you know part, a, a large part of what I encourage these guys to do is really sit still long enough, stay, you know, sit and stay. Do the recovery program, do the 12-step program, um, you know, get in touch with your with your higher power. Work with the pastors, you know, spend time investigating, spend time in um, prayer meditation, um, spend time on your physical health, your mental health. We have access to all of those um, resources for, you know, for them to take advantage of. So I encourage that greatly. And I think um, the longer you stay in a recovery-based environment, the better your chances are. Mm. Um, you know, of seeing more clearly where you need to go next, and and I think sitting still for a minute um, and taking some objective feedback from someone who's been there, um, from someone who's gotten you know come through um, the process of recovery um, and been able to keep a job and have a home and, and raise children and all those things was not was was not an easy process mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. But I had to sit still. Um, And so, you know, I speak from my own experience in in working with these guys a lot. But for the most part, it's I get to see them objectively and I get to say to them, hey, you know what, there is somebody in your corner right now. Um, The majority of them feel as though they have no one in their corner. They feel as though they've burned every bridge they have. They have taken advantage of every opportunity and blown it out of the water. um, And they're hopeless. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a this is not. Um, the first place you go when you have uh, you know a a down moment in your life this is the place you go to when you've done tried everything else and so um you know a, a large part of what we do is encouragement and it's empowerment and it's um you are absolutely worth it and i wish that people could see the beauty in these men i wish people could see the dedication and the focus and the uh, you know the, the the resiliency and the perseverance that these guys have these are some of the hardest workers i have ever seen in my life mm. they will do anything for anyone they <laughs> bend over backwards to get you know to get this job done well um and those guys are examples for the ones that are struggling with uh, can i really do this yeah. can i really succeed is this really going to work for me if i just sit still for a minute and let you help me
0: right and i know that that's uh even with the deeper issues such as uh Uh, drug dependence or alcohol dependence or other types of dependence that they may walk in. And even underneath all of that is even deeper issues Mm -hmm. that that, uh, they walk in the doors with. And so – I, I I recall having a, a gentleman that came into the mission one time. I mean, he had a, a long history of sexual abuse mm-hmm. and uh, uh, from an uncle. That growing up, I mean, it, the story was just absolutely uh, a, a terrible, horrifying mm-hmm. story. And you wonder sometimes how how did he even make it this far? Yes. Because this uh, having gone through experience like this, and then you know, growing up, and then getting involved with heroin and 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 all the and many other drugs and alcohol, and his life. Uh, it's a, it was a miracle that he was still alive. Mm-hmm. But here he was in the mission and ready to to, to get to working hard on his recovery mm-hmm. and wanting to live life differently. Mm-hmm. He, he knew uh, the way uh, life it wasn't normal. He knew it was all wrong. He knew it was uh, uh, that it, the, the negative impact it had on his life. But here he was, and he did go through the program. He, he really buckled down, he, he put his nose to the grindstone, he took suggestions, he did the things that he needed to do and uh, to learn about recovery, implement a recovery program. And uh, the thing, obviously, for me that's obviously a joy uh, for any of us in this field when you see someone actually make that transition, mm-hmm. you know, gets a job, actually is knows how to uh, keep a job. Uh, how to be able to uh, work through issues of conflict and and issues with their supervisor instead of quitting and running. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they face those issues and and work through them. And uh, obviously, I'm really proud to be able to say that person is standing today. He's uh, working. (laughs) He's got a great job, a great life. Tends church. It's really a a really a neat thing to be able to see that the uh, the time and effort that we put into these uh, men and women uh, who come to the City Mission. Sometimes you're thinking like, you know, (laughs) sometimes you really feel like, is it you know, am I really making a difference? But you are, and, and 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 and. all it takes is one life to be able to, to get turned around like that, and it impacts so many other lives around them. And so that's pretty neat.
1: It gets contagious. Oh, it does. Yeah, it I does. watch it happen, and then it happens for someone else, and it's there's a domino effect for sure. Okay.
0: Well – I know that this issue is something that's been, uh, uh, you know, talked about for many years, and I will hopefully this podcast and those who are our listeners will hopefully they'll gain something from our discussion here today, and that they can walk out with and uh, and uh, and go back to their churches and their communities and say, you know what, uh, the job really isn't the answer to the to this dilemma of homelessness. I wish it and wish it was. So, anyways, listen. Uh, thank you uh, for joining us today in our discussion, and, and Lisa, thank you for coming in today. And thank you, I appreciate Dean. it. Uh, next time, we'll be talking about the myth that the homeless are not part of our community. Uh, sometimes we, you know, we like to be able to put them to the side and pretend like they don't exist, or you know, we want them uh, out of sight, out of mind. But uh, the homeless, and uh, they're very much a part of our community. But I'd like you to feel free to connect with us on Facebook twitter instagram or youtube and we'd love to have your comments on the topics we discuss in this podcast so until next time god bless all of you from myself dean gartland and the entire city mission hope for the homeless team thank you for joining us